Welcome back to Get in the Cashflow Game with K&K, where we talk about investing in real estate, cash flow, building wealth, and all the lessons we learned along the way. And if you can, do me a huge favor. Please like and subscribe this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. That way we can continue to bring you value every week and get bigger and better guests on the show. Working on this for the past few months. You know we always want to bring as much value as we possibly can, and our partner, Prime Corporate Services, is all about bringing you a service you can't get anywhere else at a price you can't get anywhere else. Whether you're new to owning a business or owning a property, or you're an experienced property owner or investor, Prime Corporate Services is not only going to help you, but they're going to make the process so much easier. So if you book a call, the first thing they're going to do for you is help you understand what your business structure should look like. Your corporate structure, tax planning, estate planning, all of that. Maybe you're saying, I'm brand new to starting a business and all this sounds foreign and complicated. Remember, this company helps new people just getting started every day. They're going to help you form the entity that's best for you and walk you through the process. Before I found this company, we paid thousands of dollars to other attorneys, CPAs, and consultants to try to understand exactly how we need to be structured to be as protected as possible. We've also gone the other route and used online platforms to form entities which unnecessarily put us at risk. You guys, you don't have to do that with this company. They'll do all of these things for you at a reasonable price so you never have to think about saving money at the expense of exposing yourself to liability. We've searched high and low, and you will not find this much value anywhere else. All you have to do is schedule a free call today. Just go to primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. Once again, that's primecorporateservices.info slash G-I-T-C-G. We'll also leave the info for you in the show notes. Kenny, what are you doing? You're a weirdo. (laughs) Start talking. We all know that you never run out of things to say. It's weird that there's no intro, huh? No, it's not. You're making it weird. Start talking. This is the podcast we started. Okay, so what are you talking about? Are we having a stare off? I'm just giving an example that if you're not, if we don't communicate well, how can we get along well? <laughs> how can we go in business? How can we buy a property if we can't even get along? Well, the good news is you're the king of communication. So that was the intro to the podcast. Yeah. Everybody's like, what just happened? What happened? is I was being awkwardly weird. And Crystal's like, why are you being weird? And I'm like, well, if I'm being weird when it comes to buying property or money or starting a business, it's kind of hard to actually do one of those things, right? Yeah. So what's up, guys? We're back at it again, K&K. It's been a while. I don't even know the last time we shot one. Monty, do you know when? You're talking about solos? Yeah, months. Yeah. But, um, you know, we wanted to come on here. Um just been doing a lot of podcasts, talking to a lot of people, but I was like, you know, we're, we're not blind to what's going on in the market and there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But one of the things we want to talk about today that is a big topic is, um, you know, a lot of people want to buy real estate. A lot of people want to start a business, whatever is when you do, but a lot of people that have hesitation, it's not necessarily the market our money or how to buy. It has to do with their significant partner. And so Crystal and I always talk about that. Significant other, also known as. Significant other. Significant partner. Sorry, yeah. Significant partner. Sorry. So anyways. You have a way with words. We know that. I do. So um, today we want to dive into that because I think obviously uh, we can talk about that because we're probably, uh, everybody always asks us, how in the world do you live together, work together, and how are you always together? Well, I was just saying that too the other day. I've heard recently a few people like, you know, Mitch was talking about his parents, um, his mom retiring and how like 
his dad was in the house all the time. And she's like, dude, you're in the house every day. Like I need to get away from you. This is too much. So most people are used to going to work and coming home. So they're not used to being together all the time. And somebody else recently said the same exact thing to me. They weren't, you know, one, one person was working from home. The husband wasn't working or whatever. And she's like, God, he's in the house. He's just driving me crazy. And I'm like, at least we know we won't have that problem because you and I are together every single day and have been since the beginning, uh, well, pretty much since we met. So, you know, we're at the office together or we're, we do everything at home. For God's sakes, we put our kids down to bed together. That is one of the things, like I know a lot of families say, oh, tonight's your night, tonight's dad's night. Like they split up the responsibilities, but Kenny and I tend to do a lot of these things together. Yeah. So today, um, you know, I think Crystal and I, as we've gotten further in our career, um, further in this content game, we like to be very tactical and not waste a bunch of time and get a bunch of hype and blah, 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 because that really doesn't move the needle for anybody. There's enough of that out there already. So Crystal, like, um, what do you say? I think we can both give a couple tactical things, but starting a relationship with somebody, let's, we're going to talk about real estate because that's what we do. And that's what people are listening to here. And they are investing, you. investing yeah. in general. Yeah. Investing. Yeah. Um, what do you think from your point of view, let's just say from a woman's point of view, um, that you hear, you talk to people, you maybe you listen to, because look, you're around girls, you're in conversations, I'm around guys. Like maybe what do you hear of insecurities or issues from their point of view or your point of view? Well, just as a woman, knowing that even most of the women I know that I have in my life or that you know I know um, that don't know about their financial picture, I think a lot of it comes from fear. So I think women, uh, a lot of women have this idea that, you know, he kind of handles that. I'm not really good with money. Like, you know, he just deals with all that. And so I, I think if they were really to kind of look within and see and understand why they feel that way, it's primarily because of fear. Like it's insecurity that you don't know about this thing. It's a little bit intimidating, probably sounds a little bit boring, you know, not, not that exciting, but it's, it's it's, I think more the unfamiliar than anything else. And so that's the thing I see with women that are not really involved in their financial life is like a lack of knowledge and therefore like fear and insecurity surrounding that topic. Yeah. The, actually the funny thing is the problem we solve in our business is insecurity. So I would say, uh, when I get irritated or frustrated about something around money, it's probably because I'm insecure. Either I, I don't have control of that, that, part of it or I can't control a deal I can't do this so it irritates me so imagine if you're a husband or wife and you don't have access you don't even have to log in a bank account you don't know what money's coming out you don't know a savings account you know nothing and somebody asks you a question and you're like why are you so irritated when I talk about money Crystal kind of just answer you're like well you're so insecure that they haven't been taught or set down so just be frustrated too, right? Well, and I think there could also be an insecure, uh, an insecurity around a man having his wife be involved in the money as well. So I think men may have different insecurities around how that happens, but it might be, you know, if she knows how much money we have, maybe she'll spend too much. Um, or, you know, I handle all these things. I don't want her, you know, being in my business about things or whatever, like, or, you know, I'm the man of the household. I take care of these things. Whatever those reasons are, I think that there are insecurities from men too. And so I think like the, the purpose of us even talking about this is just really to say that, you know, if you have a spouse or a significant other or a partner or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, if you think this is your life partner, then this is your life 
partner. They're not just your partner in the home. They're not just your partner in business. So you really have to discuss all of these things. And I think the first way to like start to curb some of these insecurities is just to sit down and talk about it. Like have a conversation about money. Like what, what are your goals with money? What are, what are your expectations with money? Maybe what's your insecurities with money? What are your insecurities with money? What is some, what are some things you want to know more about when it comes to money? So let me ask you this question um, before we get into some tactical things to walk away with. So a lot of things I think I hear is this comment. It could be husband or wife, right? It doesn't matter. Is, hey, I want to start a business. I want to invest in this. I want to buy a piece of real estate. And the husband or wife says, yeah, she can do that. I don't really care about that. I want nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like, do you honestly think that if somebody's going to start a business, invest or invest in real estate, and that is the reaction, the comment, or that's the conversation, how it starts, is that relationship going to last? Is that a bad idea to start something? Or how would you recommend dealing with that? Well, again, I think it goes back to thinking about like, why am I saying this? Like having the awareness to be like, why did I just do that? What is that about? Is like, what kind of insecurity is it? Is it because I'm truly just not interested? And even so, like, look, am I interested in every single thing my kid wants to do? Like, you know, Harlow and Harper want me to sit down and play Barbies. Am I really that interested (laughs) in sitting down and playing Barbies? Or do I support them because it's my child? You know, the same thing with you. I'm not always like super ecstatic to talk about every single thing that excites you, but it's your partner. So, you know, you're not excited about every single thing I have to talk about either. So it's like, you I'm know. We're talking about the Desperate Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just think, you know, at some point, I think you can exercise some support for your partner. And that is like a first step. And then you never know. Like over time, you can take interest. Like ask some questions. Like it's just kind of like when you come, your kid comes home from school or your husband or your wife comes home from work and you say, how was your day? Like, do you, is it just good? Or do you want them to actually talk to you about like the things that are happening in their lives? Like it it goes the same when it comes to like investing and money and all those things. So let me give a perspective here, right? To the audience, to people listening that might be dealing with this. Maybe you're 30, maybe you're 40, right? If you're a real estate investor, you know that aside from cash flow, you also get huge tax benefits by investing in real estate. But are you taking full advantage of all the potential tax benefits? We've been working with Tim Looney at CSSI for a few years now, and he's saved us and our clients hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in taxes doing cost segregation studies on our properties. Let me give you an example. We bought a property in 2019. If we had just used straight line depreciation method, we would have saved about $18,750 on our taxes. But because we did a cost seg, we saved $258,000 in the first year. That's $239,350 more in the first year alone. The other great thing is if you're classified as a real estate professional, you can apply this to other sources of income like your W-2 income or 1099 income, and you can also roll over any unused depreciation to future years. If you've owned your properties for a few years already, don't worry, you can still do a cost seg and save big on your taxes. This isn't tax advice, so consult your CPA to see if you qualify to take advantage of these benefits. And if you're interested in learning more, listen to episode 104 with Tim Looney. You can call or text Tim at 318-469-9861 to schedule a complimentary property analysis and make sure that you mention that you were referred by Kenny and Chris. You're 50. Maybe you don't really care about the money, but at some point in time, when you go to retire and you go, we got to retire and you go, great. Or your husband gets sick 
or he has a heart attack or something, right? Anything happens. You retire, something happens, uh, you know, some, God forbid, somebody passes away and you know nothing. Imagine all those insecurities coming to the table. My point was with the retirement is most people don't want to think about this stuff, but when they retire, they go, well, you're not working. I'm not working. We have either assets, 401k or something that's going to generate money, social security, right? Pension, this. It's like, are you going to wait till you're 70 to be like, well, I'm going to care about this now and have to look at it because at some point you're going to have to be like retire and nobody's working. You're going to have to really know your numbers because then you're on a fixed budget, right? So why not start that process now? Why not be ahead of the game that if something, God forbid, happens to your husband or wife or whatever, you don't know what's going on. I can tell you right now, Chris, I can, if you've never been through that experience, we know people, somebody's passed, some, uh, somebody died in the family, somebody's husband, wife's passed, they didn't know anything. What an utter disaster. And literally, I remember, I'm not going to mention, one lady I remember called me, um, Something happened and she called me and said, Kenny, please don't ever, ever do something like this to Crystal where you don't, she doesn't know everything going on. I'm heartbroken about some of my husband passing away and now I have to go deal with this nightmare. You know who I'm talking about. And I, you know, it was so hard to watch somebody, you know, go through that process because literally she was so upset about this, but she has to go deal with this. And she's like, I cannot believe I was left with this. And it was just, it was, it was a nightmare. And look, a lot of these things are not fun. Um, like for example, though, we love what we do, but we don't love every single part of our business. I love being a parent, but I don't love every single part about being a parent. I love, you know, so the same goes like with money and investments and things like you're not going to love every single part of paying attention to your money. Like I hate opening bills. I hate paying bills. I hate looking through my expenses. Like these are not things I really love doing, but you need to know where you're at and where you stand. And like you said, I, I, I mean, I, really you just need to have some sort of education about money. Really everybody should. Honestly, it's something that should be taught in class. Like we should not go out into the world as young adults without having knowing, like having a basis for how money operates and how money works. Uh, but most of us, or I think all of us for the most part, never had that. So it's just one of those things that if you haven't learned about it now, like you need to for so many reasons, not just in case of an emergency, but you know, things don't always work out. Life doesn't always play out the way that you plan. And so you need to have a plan. I mean, and it goes, I mean, you, we can go down this rabbit hole pretty deep. Um, you know, when you're talking about your estate, your will, your trust, like even those things are like, that's another side of the money that is like, obviously we don't want to talk about what happens when we die, but you want to make it easy for your loved ones to know what exactly to do with your money, with your assets when you die. So you have to kind of map these things out. So everything in life is, is really about like planning and mapping out. So that way you're prepared if and when something comes up. Yeah. So I agree. That's all good. Like you said, we can go down the rabbit hole, but so let's get into some tactical things. I'm going to throw a couple things out. You throw some things out. First thing I would say is, look, sounds really cheesy, but if your husband and wife, you're going to invest in real estate, go buy Monopoly, go buy the cash flow game with Robert Kiyosaki. I know it sounds funny, but play something like that. Have some fun. Guess why you're doing that? You're guess what? You're learning about money and buying properties. Thing. It's one little thing. The other thing I'd say is if you know nothing about what you have, Hit Crystal up, go online, find a thing called a personal financial statement. And you and your husband sit down together and fill the whole freaking thing out with all your information. And guess what? 
right there, if it took you two, three hours to look everything up, your wife, your significant other, whatever, would know what's going on, what you have, what what's your assets, what's your debts, what's your liabilities, all this stuff. And Chris always recommends that's one of the things you need anyways. Go fill something like that out, right? And then the other thing I will tell you when starting, whether it's starting real estate or starting a business with your wife or another partner is who's doing what, who's on first, who's on second, what's expectations, but also is if, if you're going to start a business or invest or this side hustle, it's called outside of your business, is your partner okay with you working a little bit more and having to work on the weekends and stuff? Set these expectations, make sure supportive of that extra time and role, because obviously if you're gone on the weekends because you bought a property and it's like you're going to rehab it and you're involved, somebody's got to watch the kids. You're not fighting over, well, we didn't agree to this, so get a get agree on that stuff. And those are kind of some tactical things that you could do like right away and like write these things down, go buy the game, go do a personal financial statement and go write down what we're going to do. And then who's watching who and who's doing what. Yeah. I mean, really just piggybacking off of everything you just said. Cause actually I was very surprised at your little tips. I think those were really good. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I, like I said, if in the very beginning, the first step is really just communication, having that conversation. And I think the tips that you gave are really cool about like, you know, the monopoly or the cash flow game um, from Robert Kiyosaki, just because it's a, a more fun way of getting into a conversation that might not be comfortable for you. So that can kind of help open the door to talking about these things. But if you're going to fill out your financial statement and stuff, do it on a date night. Who cares? Drink a cocktail, yeah. have a cocktail Make while a you're filling board. stuff out. Make a damn cheese board. I love a cheese board. Do something just like that it, so that it's fun and lighthearted. And also like when you go into it, know, hey, I'm not going to get anxiety about this. You you need to have this conversation with yourself. Like for example, Kenny is not the type of person that's going to like sit at a restaurant for three hours and have dinner with me. But if we're flying to Paris, you bet your ass I'm telling him, you know what? I don't want to hear any complaining. We're sitting at the restaurant for as long as it takes and it might be three hours. So just take that in and I don't want to hear any complaining. Guess what? He listens. So I think it's more about setting yourself up and preparing yourself for what to expect. So if this is a, a subject that's very uncomfortable for you and you feel like it's going to give you anxiety, then just kind of have that conversation with yourself first. If you can tell yourself, hey, we're just having a conversation. We're going to keep it light. It's going to be easy. If there's anything that I'm worried about, we can kind of just communicate about that and talk about it further. That's something that's super helpful as well. Just because like I said, money can be like a stressor for people. So you just want to go into it saying, hey, this is going to be lighthearted. It's not going to end in a knockdown drag out or somebody getting stressed out or crying or storming out or any of those things that might happen. Um, so opening up the communication, I think, is just really the biggest thing. Um, and then if your partner is not interested or you know, excited about this thing. I think you can open it up by not necessarily talking about goal, about money first. You can talk about your goals. Like first, like what do you want our life to look like? Like, do you love where we live? Do you love how we live? What do you envision? Like, what is your ideal life? How many vacations do we want to take a year? Where do we want to go? What do we want to do? Because when you have your goals that you're going to back into like, okay, either we're going at this right now and this is not sustainable. Like we are not going to get to where we want to be going this direction. And that can at least start a conversation of like a roadmap to how, how you're going to get to where you want to go, whether it's starting a side hustle, investing, selling your house to buy real estate, any of these kinds of things that, you know, might be uncomfortable conversations. Love it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so tough topic, not easy at home, but anyways, till next time, guys, we're out.